Good day everyone, back again. We've moved from the boat to the train with Stephen Seagal. Under Siege 2, Dark Territory. Before we get to that though, I just wanted to throw this out there, gentlemen. There was an article just came out, I think today, about Justice League that supposedly reshoots will go for, I think it was three months, they say. I think it might have been three to four months. That's a lot of reshoots. Now, just now, DC finally got a break with Wonder Woman. Wonder Woman seems to have been very, very popular, both financially and critically. Yep. Thumbs up. Is this uh, another another kick in the nuts for DC? Like a bad, it's bad timing to, mm. to have this come out. But. Uh, does this look not look good for Justice League? Is it another problem, or is this just a you know, hey, you know, reshoots happen all the time now? No big deal. I think if they're reshooting stuff that Zack Snyder did and letting anyone else on Earth do it, it's a good thing because <laughs> I can't stand anything the bloke touches. So that's probably a good thing. But as Jared sort of mentioned when we we're talking earlier, they they did a lot of reshoots for Rogue One and it worked really well. So I don't think reshoots are necessarily a death knell anymore. It could just be as simple as they want the movie to be good instead. Obviously, it means there's problems with the f- first one, but if they fix them, who gives a shit? Yeah. 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 <clears throat> I like. Yeah. I was. I was a bit the same. Normally, um, I hear that and I'm immediately thinking, "Shit, you know, we're in trouble." But as Gibbo pointed out, there's two things that that I think might help it. One was. Uh, as as Gibbo mentioned, the Rogue One stuff. After that came out, I thought, shit, maybe reshoots aren't such a bad thing. And that also sort of ties into Zack Snyder. Look, I've laid the boot into him too. The circumstances for him not being there are not good. No. But Joss Whedon is an excellent, excellent choice to replace. And they're him. very they're very lucky that he's he's available in the stable. Yeah, and, and I think and capable of doing it. If he's helming it, that can work. And the other thing I think. It might be is that Wonder Woman's been a hit, and maybe they have decided to think they've gone to it and thought, shit, not everything has to be dark and smouldering, and so maybe it'll give them the opportunity to lighten some things up and 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 I, follow I the, the follow the course they've set. I there. wouldn't be surprised if Wonder Woman's being bumped up, like her yeah. her involvement and her the amount of time she's on screen. Is now being upped because her that that film has been so well received. And she was outstanding. And she, she was really really good in it. Um, Chris Pine was fantastic as well. But the movie itself was just it's exactly what they needed. You know, it was a it wasn't just a good comic book movie. It was a good movie. You know, you cared for these characters. They were yeah. funny. They were endearing. Like so, I don't know. Maybe it, maybe it might be a blessing the in best, disguise. Yeah. But you know. If we're going with statistics, we'd probably have to say it's not a good thing. No. Rogue One, I think, might be a bit of an outlier. You've got to yeah. remember that when people talk reshoots, they talk maybe a week or two. Mm. They don't talk three, four months. Like Rogue One, they basically reshot the... Rogue One was heaps. Over 50% of it, I believe, mm. yeah. what they did. Because I think that's And what... you've got to get lucky, I think. You've got to get lucky on who ends up doing it. I think that's one of the things that... When, when it's taking that long for reshoots... Maybe that's a good thing. Maybe they're shooting 75% of the fucking movie again. Yeah. You know? It's not be good for the budget. Out the trouble. It's not going to be bad for the, the budget, budget, but I don't care about the budget. Just give me a good Yeah, budget. but they don't, <laughs> no one cares about that because at the end of the day... The budget's already going to make it. $600 yeah. million. Yeah, it's it's going to be a huge amount of money. They're going to make it back. All right. 
Let's take a quick break. Here's the trailer for 1995's Under Siege 2. A top secret satellite with nuclear capabilities. A team of international terrorists. A government held hostage. The president and the others have been safely evacuated. An undetectable moving headquarters. I'd like to call your attention to the highly trained men with the automatic weapons. They may be called upon to shoot you. There's only one problem. Any other heroes? The cook from Under Siege is back. I'm not even a good cook. But there are some things I'm good at. And things are really heating up. That's the 45, okay? Yeah. Last time. Under Siege 2, Dark Territory, from 1995, directed by Jeff Murphy, hmm. who did Young Guns 2. <laughs> produced by Arnon Milshan, Stephen Segal and Steve Perry. He was a producer behind Speed 2 and Lethal Weapon 4. <laughs> so not Steve Perry from Journey. Screenplay by Matt Reeves and Richard Hayton. I believe it was not actually an Under Siege film initially. It was mm. called Into Dark Territory. That was the script's name. And they stipulated you had to say it 26 times in the movie. I believe so. Yeah. Um, so I, bet, I bet when they sold the script, they think, we've sold the movie, yeah, to Steven Seagal. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Take your name off it. <laughs> Steven Seagal is Casey Ryback. Eric Bogosian is Travis Dane. Everett McGill is Marcus Penn. Catherine Heigl is Sarah Ryback and Mo Chestnut is Bobby Sachs. That is name, Bobby Sachs. Mm. Bobby Sachs. But you remember she uses his name and she tries to fake that she's not her? Yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah, that's right. Yeah. Budget $60 million. So wow. $25 million more. And the box office was $104 million worldwide. Mm. Now, we'd this, watch anything in the 90s, wouldn't we? Steven Seagal allegedly was in the cutting room for the editing process, vetting takes, causing friction between himself, the director, and the editor. I, <laughs> this surprised exactly zero people in the room. No, the surely guys, that's The guy's a menace. <laughs> He's a filmmaking menace. Uh, okay, I'm going to go first here. Mm. I'm going to put this in Ryback... Um, Cooking terms. <laughs> there was some decent ingredients here. You throw in a train, a little pinch of sixty million dollars. You know the whole idea of the laser satellite. Laser satellite, right back. You know, one man against the world. Ingredients are there for a decent souffle. Unfortunately, it did, not, it did not rise. It became a shit flame. <laughs> <laughs> that is fucking nonsense. <laughs> 
It is pure nonsense. The whole movie. The whole stuff about the satellite. It is just it is just a garble of no, rubbish. When they talk about it, I just could not... I didn't even know what they were going on about. All I, all I ever heard was the exposition. Travis Stone, mad genius. <laughs> he created this. Okay. Just absolute crap. Crap. Yeah. One out of five. <laughs> oh, he's, he's teed up. It's One. crap. It's One crap. out of five. Coxie? Yeah, look. I think all of what you said could have been applied to the first movie, but... It had a solid it rose. director. It rose. A solid, yeah, yeah, they left it in the oven for just the right amount of time. A bit more baking powder. Yeah, you know, got the tweak the ingredients just slightly and came up with a nice puller base. <laughs> this one they came up with a lard omelet. <laughs> Basically, um, it, it lacks the it lacks the acting punch from the villains that the mm, first one had. Doesn't it? Um, it, it lacks the. Uh, it lacks the setting, although I think the train is actually a good idea and has worked really well in other movies like Train to Busan and Snowpiercer. Unstoppable. 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 Like, the train setting should work. <laughs> but you put Steven Seagal as a passenger on that train. And it's just... It's just... As you said, the, the, the satellite... Yeah, I could have gone with that as a satellite... This was a thing in the 90s. This was a thing in the 90s. Oh, yeah, computers. Um, Convoluted, ridiculous um, special weapons. But you know what? That, that, was, that was as simple as it needed to be for me. That um, Yeah, we've got we've got control of the satellite. They can, they can bloody blast people. Okay, stupid, but that's as far as you need to go. Why did we need to be moving? Oh, as soon as they started talking about why it needed to be I moving in dark was, territory, I was like, what the fuck are we talking about? I think about it here? was to avoid detection. Mm. I, I get that, but how? I just, they started yeah, going into the how really to explain. avoid detection. <laughs> then they kept saying dark territory, and I was like, you've already lost me on what dark territory actually fucking is. I've, <laughs> Until you see the map later on, yeah, you've no you idea what it means. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. And it's just, it's as you put it succinctly, it's just pull. <laughs> <laughs> So yeah. look, mate. Look, I'll probably first, go one and a half. If the first movie's blew your base with a lard omelet, this is man, this is two lard omelets. <laughs> yeah, this is, this, is, this is a turn in the punch bowl. This one. Kimo. Okay, so that sort of precludes my my opinion. Um, very different to the first one. I watched this when I was younger. Once, never wanted to watch it again as a small Same. child who liked action movies. No, honestly, this was number two. This is, many times. Times. this is the second time I've watched it. I think I might have seen it three all up, but I just remember being like when I was younger and again dumbass, young <laughs> young boy just wants to see explosions and shit. And I remember thinking this was terrible. The special effects were bad. The acting was bad. The villain. You need a good villain. This guy, I think he might be an all-timer in yeah. terms of least threatening, just non-interesting dipshit of a villain. Um, I get that he's supposed to be smart. I just don't give a fuck. Is it the Leo Sayer haircut? <laughs> everything about him. He's, he's, he tries to be smarmy and everything. like. And he just he can't pull any of it off. No. It doesn't yeah, that work. That's because he was made to feel like dancing and not actually <laughs> made to feel like acting like a villain. <laughs> In the first one had some bad exposition. This one is brutally yeah, like yeah. heavy-handed the with exposition. The Pentagon is really laid on yeah. that. <laughs> yeah, that. But even just like the, you know, the... The, the bad guys just trying to lay out how good they are at stuff and who's done what and just different shit. Like, obviously, the, the main henchman's supposed to be the big bad in this one, but he is just... A, he looks like Lurch from the Addams Family. Like, he's got nothing going. I get he's supposed to be, like, not emotive and stuff like that, but it doesn't work. 
And yeah, some of the special effects in this are just reprehensible considering the first one looked a lot better on less money well, uh, three years earlier. Well, the first chose um, smartly to go practical yeah. in a lot of things. Yeah, there's a lot to be said for Didn't that. You have to worry about all that because I guess they weren't moving for starters, so you just put up a black black screen yeah. to make out like it's night. But this is... I mean, this was the, the, the early age of digital technology, but it's just... Correct. The end it's sequence takes is. you out of the movie. It yeah. just looks so bad. It's where they go, look at what we can do. When yeah. they first had all this stuff and they just plastered it everywhere and it just looks dreadful. You can do better on an iPhone now with one of those, like, <laughs> yeah, here's my kid getting exploded. Yeah, apps. Yeah, like, that's totally. It looks better. Totally. Um, so yeah, I'm with you guys and yeah, it's a one and a half out of stretch. Half. It's it's poor. Look, I haven't got a lot of likes. I'm not going to lie to you. No, I've got a couple. Most of my likes are dislikes. Yeah, can Please. I just say my first like wasn't even an actual like of the movie. It was kind of this that when it opened with a space launch, I, I kind of forgot for a second what was happening. I thought, Seagal really does think he can do anything. He doesn't think he's fucking <laughs> put himself into space. <laughs> Jesus. I was taken aback with that opening. I'm like, what the fuck is that? Is this on a train or a spaceship? <laughs> the opening means... Yeah, it's very confusing. Gone in a spaceship at some point. We talked about villains. It was good to see Mike Herman Trout. Yeah. And there's another guy who I've always been a fan of, and he was in Judgment Night, and he's Zed in... Peter um, Green. Or Peter Green. Yeah, he's also the main that, bad guy from The Mask. Those two guys... In the limited time they're on screen, exhibit more menace in those minutes mm. than either of the alleged bad guys. Yeah, yeah. I see. You um, needed a you needed guys like that. See, I didn't even mind the second in command. I don't give. I was just giving him an absolute <laughs> roasting. But I actually thought he was okay. He was better, if not given probably too much to do. If he was just the kind of a bit, you know, just a muscle. couple of lines and. You go get him, whatever, blah, 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 and he's like king shit of the henchmen. That would have worked for me, and the henchmen crew would have been really good. You get, as you said, Ermin Trout and Peter Green getting a few lines in there. The rest of them are just disposable. That would have worked. One Funnily of them enough. Like a, one of them I thought was Mark Gastineau. <laughs> <laughs> I thought he was going to get down to his crackers and start, you know, talking about body by Gastineau. <laughs> he, he, he should have been. That's The lead henchman should have been more like Busey from Lethal Weapon. Yes. Yeah, that yeah, would have exactly. worked so much Joshua, better. Joshua, that's a, that's a winner because he's the henchman, but he outshines the, the guy general. who's running it. Yeah. Uh, you didn't need that here because you needed to showcase that Dane was... Was king like brains over brawn? Yeah, I got that. Uh, but I know to a point where the, uh, the the guy just fucking stands over him and the old mate goes to water. Yeah, that's it's right. Like, he yeah. loses all credibility. And yeah, that's exactly. Stupid. exactly. That's stupid. It shouldn't be that way. No, it, it, he should have had some kind that. of fail safe where he's still in control of all of that stuff, regardless of what happens. Yeah, yeah, yep. Um, but yeah, I think you're 100 percent right. <laughs> the henchman is a quality bunch from for the most part. Yeah, there, there's quite funny, frankly one of the funniest scenes I've ever seen. Just when they hit the train, Seagal's in the kitchen, he yells out, take cover! And he goes down, and everyone just stands there and gets fucking yeah. nailed. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, just yeah, yeah. blasted. That <laughs> was, that was, again, it, I was started a, laughing. it was a dislike with the, the dislike element I'll talk about, but yeah, I burst into laughter <laughs> when I saw that. I'm just like, because <laughs> he tells us that whole thing, he has, has a look and kind of just goes, <laughs> and then he leaves. <laughs> you just got these pricks killed. <laughs> <laughs> if we can if we can go back to the start a little bit yes my first please. just moment of pure joy in this movie yeah. and they were few and far between but when you're first introduced to Steven Seagal's character 
He stands up out of a car and he does a look back over his shoulder and the music swells because yeah. Seagal's finally on screen. It looked like something from the opening credits of MacGyver <laughs> from back in the day where like they do like the zoom in on the dude's face and he just sort of smiles close <laughs> the camera. It was so and the music is like this yeah. is a crescendo. I've got this, I've got this hero theme. Yeah, that just blasts out. Like the music's okay. Like the music's fine. It's yeah, perfectly. It's just serviceable for an action. That's thing. not the moment. But for they it. just blast it, blast it every time. Um, Ryback does anything. Yeah. We get this, yeah, this, this sting of how this heroic theme. Good lord, you don't yeah. need that. And you talk about the bit where he's in the kitchen. Before that, he's a passenger on this plane. Why a train. Is he Somehow in there? he's in there mixing up a cake. Yeah, don't drink the brandy. That's for my cake. What fucking cake? <laughs> I'm not letting you in the kitchen, you bloody... Uh, we've already it's like established... he's the world's best chef and everyone's just expecting him to come and cook for us. Yeah, but even the thing, the thing about it is, even if you are a good chef, the, the thing is you have to get that across to the person you're talking to. Yeah. And we've established that... You we, no, we've established in the first movie, any interaction with any other human being doesn't work with the girl. <laughs> She'd have been saying, can I get you a drink? He's sitting there talking about, oh, it's him to buy you. What the fuck are you talking about? Oh, can I come in the kitchen and cook you a cake? Fuck off. You're not coming in the kitchen. <laughs> the bloke can't relate. What a bloody jerk. <laughs> Oh, yeah, why, that's a dislike for me. Why is he in the kitchen? Oh, and he's not cooking a cake. He's standing there with a beaker. No, no, he goes, uh, it's the movement of the train. Otherwise, I'd normally whip this up real good. Like, he's making excuses oh, for his lack of ability as a chef. It's, it's a, again, the second time we've seen cooking, it's fucking eggs. We know you're not a cook. Uh, wouldn't um, it be more um, amusing to throw in, I've, um, I've got to cook up a bouillon base? Yeah, that's yeah. what he was doing exactly. in the first movie. Exactly. <laughs> no, 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 let's not have that gag. It's a cake. Oh, fuck. Yeah, yeah. It would have been, you know, a line like, yeah, I made this bullet base, yeah, man had killed no, for it. Or no, something. But, but, you know, but then Catherine like Heigl pops up with, it tastes like shit. Yeah, yeah bullet <laughs> base is fucking Did you spit in this? It tastes like a lard omelette. <laughs> <laughs> she goes, oh, yeah, is that the one we call a lard omelette? Actually getting to a... A, a actual good and proper like, which is again few and far between. <laughs> yeah. The fact that they killed the two captains, yeah. Like two Aside from the fact that I don't quite understand why they had to get on a train for a route, like I know, you, I know you're being covert, but you, do you really need to go to dark territory for a route? Because you, you kind of got the job done before you're in dark territory. So. But there's these things called that, hotel rooms, guys. They're wild. Yeah, but aside from that, when they they had that scene where they were kind of playing them off against each other, yeah. that was the only moment in the film where I was thinking, oh shit, what's going to happen? Like I thought she was going to let his eye. Yeah, I thought she was going to. Oh, and that would have been good though. After should have happened. After yes. they done she that, have boiled his like he, sh- he should have given it. No, but the thing again, the opportunity lost. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You, 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 you put it near their face. They go. They give you the code. It gets her code. And then he just yeah, goes, he yeah. just jams it into Then you're head. a villain. Oh. No, 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 I can't do that. I mean, I know that. But the other that, thing, too, yeah. is like they threw him off the train. Yeah. And I thought, oh, she's a decent looking bird. She's obviously got to hang around and, and ah. Seagal's got to latch onto her later on. Nah, um, too good. We so do. when they chucked her out of the train, I was thinking, fuck. That, something actually happened. Yeah. And then. They Game of Thrones, do you, mate? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and then um, we got left with just. Seagal, so I thought, shit, I wish they had left someone on the train. I guarantee she was supposed to be in the whole movie, and then Seagal's like, nah, she's too good looking. Yeah. I don't, I'm not sharing the screen oh, with her, it's out. Gosh. Unless I can make out with her, and she's well, like, no her, thanks. Her ponytail's <laughs> longer than mine. Get rid of it. She only had a bob, but she still hadn't covered. 
I did love the bloke getting kicked off the front of the train and landing on the tracks and then being sucked under it. <laughs> yeah, and the looking down the front of the train yeah. at him going, ah! <laughs> I thought that was pretty cool. Yeah. That was nasty. <laughs> also, um, Travis Dane was cracking an impressive Jerry. <laughs> I was expecting a solo. Oh, man. Um, I actually like that Seagal got winked by the sniper. No. Look. No, no sorry, you're wrong. No. We'll get Shut up, Jared. Oh, no. Right, look, no. as I said, I liked that he got winged. I didn't like the You don't the get winged by a sniper rifle. That's impossible. Well, he got clipped on the... Yeah. He, got, he got hit what on the What I like up. is at least... A, he actually yeah, got you're shot. 40, you're 40 minutes say. in, you're 45 minutes in or whatever, and, and he gets shot. Again, it happened. At least I thought, setting up some he's, kind he's of... He's in the sights, and I thought... She's going to miss him. I thought, <laughs> yeah, I thought he was going to turn towards it and go, yeah, yeah. <laughs> just kill um, her. She might have gone, though, because he... Then he got oh, shot. We'll get into it later. Yeah, we get into it. I didn't like the results of it. Yeah. But I actually... He doesn't even have a fuck... He's not even carrying his arm funny. He just walked around and goes, I know. that's not yeah. getting yeah. shot. That's what I was going to say. Fuck off, dick. Yeah. If, if, if I'd have bloody stubbed my toe on the outside of the train, ah. I'd have been like Rowan Atkinson in Hot Shots too. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I can't, I can't go on. He's, <laughs> he gets... This is the thing. I like that he got shot, and I thought, shit, we're actually... He's in a bit of danger here, but then of course you know you get shot in the arm, but you can still manage to hang on to the undercarriage of a fucking train. Like, yeah, climb up a cliff. Obviously, later on that doesn't doesn't pan out. But yeah, I did get a brief moment of shock value from seeing Steven Seagal nearly get hurt. <laughs> it, it feels like this the whole movie, like all of my likes and all of my dislikes, could totally have switched sides. None of them are actually good. Look, when some of the action sequences actually come, which is it takes a while. Because we seem to have a lot of exposition in this film's first um, fifty minutes or so. Yeah. They're actually reasonably well directed, and when I say yeah, uh, there, there's a nice, there's a fairly decent shootout where he's shooting it out with them and he's using the train, the, the, yeah, the doors, doors he's opening stuff. them up to protect yeah, himself yeah. and then shooting around them. Some of that stuff's really well done. Like it's it's well handled. Yeah. Brief moments. Brief, they're only brief, but they they, they actually do work. Mm. Yeah. It, it's just sad to think of what, what the whole plot has. There's just such a load of rubbish that none of those sequences really hit the mark because you've spent 30 minutes listening to absolute bullshit about how it's how the setup is. Yeah, I actually. Um, I mean, I switched off 20 in. Oh yeah. mate. I was just like, my God, this is ridiculous. I, I actually. Um, I, this movie's got one of the funniest bits of product placement I've ever seen. In that. Um, is it cigar lightning bolt energy? Oh look, mate! No, no, no look, it, it's it goes hand in hand with cigar not being aware of anything. The bloke carries a fucking Apple Newton. Oh yeah, yeah, that you know Apple Newton. We go back and look at it. it. Was one of the biggest fucking flops in Apple's history. And then he's getting around with an Apple Newton. So I was laughing at that to start That's with. That's spy tech, Jared. You just don't know. <laughs> yeah, that, was, that was that was they still use Apple Newton. They were made it? for the CIA, mate. But the funniest part Breaker of it was that um, was that his memoirs are on there and his memoirs. Is called Ryback's Tactics. <laughs> yes. <laughs> and that's how they find out who he is. Oh my god. <laughs> I'm sitting there going, this is just so ludicrous. Like, you couldn't write a, a, a comedy script like this. No. Yeah. The bloke's got an Apple Newton with a book called Ryback's Tactics, and that's how they fucking find out who you are. Oh, you got to be kidding me. God, I forgot all about that. <laughs> then when I saw it, I was just like. <laughs> Even the chick says to him, aren't you a bit young to be writing memoirs? And he's like, well, yes. <laughs> <laughs> no, mate. That's a bad thing, you dickhead. Oh, man. I do like the line, assumptions the mother of all fuck-ups. <laughs> um, that's actually quite a cool line. He says, did you see the body? And then he 
he slaps Peter Green, remember, he says, you didn't see the body. And then when he says he's dead, Dane sort of goes, did you actually see the body? Yeah. yeah. Assumptions are made. Well, that's a throwback to when they say that Travis Dane's dead at the start, and they yeah, say, oh, yeah. we found the car, but never the body. Yeah. And it's just like, ugh, okay. Yeah. Yeah. But I, like, I did like it. I like yeah. when it sort of came back. Payoff. Yeah. yeah. She got some payoff. Yeah. They, they did it. something. And the, 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 the line is, is, is a nice sort of amusing kind of take on it all. They yeah. do do something better in this movie than they did in the first one. Again, it's another one of those scenes that mirrors it because this movie is basically just a rehashing. But the MacGyver sequence with the explosive, in this one at least he does something that makes sense with it. Yeah. He doesn't just guess the amount of time in a microwave. He actually throws it somewhere with some dude with, yeah. with a little fuse in it hmm. and it, uh, that, it's actually that, functional. It does have something on the page that's saying, you're fucked. Yeah. So, so we, we even get a, we even get a, like a, a quip. Would you have bothered We've writing that a... little text on the... Like, No. But that scene, at least, instead of just getting pure ass where someone yeah, walks in the room at the right works, time, yes, it, it, he throws it at old mate and it fucking blows up. So that was better. But that, that concoction, he puts some ice cream in first. <laughs> How is the ice cream explosive? <laughs> it's, 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 it might have been coconut, something coconut in the way. Yeah, it was coconut, Maybe coconut oil, oil then? It was coconut oil. Yeah. Oh, okay. Well, I was just like, but what yeah, the he, fuck he, is going Excuse that, the ice cream's good. You think of But I'll be pulls all that shit in and then old mate goes, lighter fluid? What do you need lighter fluid for? And I'm like, well, maybe because it's the only fucking thing explosive he's put in there. I think I'm like, questioning the uh, going, coconut oil. I'm making a bomb. I'm like, oh my god, stop trying to act, Steve. Yeah. Just do your bloody one. That was that was his line from the first one where he goes, "It's not a job, it's an adventure." <laughs> I was like, oh, no one speaks like <laughs> that, you freak show. Yeah, look, I'm probably going to cop some shit about this, but the two trades colliding. I loved it. <laughs> <laughs> Not the effect, obviously. It was so over the top. That's when, you got back to your, that's when you got back to your base instincts. <laughs> Look at this. <laughs> they're going to hit, they're going to hit hard. I love it. <laughs> well, obviously we'll talk about the trains colliding again later. And then things are dropping and he's still running out. Yeah. It felt like a God. fucking movie world ride. He's in the drink. The whole thing's going on. Yeah. Like, no, he climbs up into the next level and he just runs away. Oh, oh sorry, he jogs crap. away. It's such crap. Um, Going back slightly, the old tried and true finding out that Ryback has a plus one. Yeah. Simple, but effective. Fuck, effective. They didn't try to convolute and the story too much. What I did like is she tries to she tries to sort of hoodwink him. Yeah. You know, Except that ride, she doesn't hide the medal. Yeah. No, exactly. Ride, uh, uh, of all the know, things to do, like it. Yeah. Um, I'm a staff member. I'm yeah, she did. She did I good did in that like situation. That, yeah, except she like. knows they're looking for her. And then I love the fact that she's got a navy cross. Goes, grabs him. Grabs <laughs> him by the bloody. Oh, that's later on. She yeah, hits yeah, him she with the mace there. But then she also gets him. Yeah, right. She has mace. See, that was good. And right underneath it. That was his. I reckon that was his best moment in the movie. That was his Gary Busey with the line. Yeah, he kind of grabs it off her and goes. Pepper spray. And yeah. once, you, once, once you're used, you're to, used it, yeah. to it, clears the sinuses. It starts like yeah. spraying it. Like, that was good. And um, uh, and look, you know what? It gives the, it gave the bad guys a card to play because by that time, I didn't know what fucking card game they were playing. <laughs> <laughs> they were playing poker, I can tell you. Yeah, I was glad that this one just said ace. We have an ace <laughs> yeah, here. Yeah, like, what, yeah, what? You're playing Uno over there. <laughs> you got an ace here, though. <laughs> Let me tell you something. Buddy, Seagal is bluffing with, bloody, with nothing in the deck. He's yeah, yeah. absolutely nothing. He's got nothing to... Seagal doesn't even need a deck. He just walks <laughs> up to the card game, punches you, and fucking walks away with the money. But you know the worst part about that? He could have used his 
Nice as his as his sidekick. Mm. Piss Mo Cheeks off. <laughs> Mo Cheeks. <laughs> Get rid of bloody Mo Chester. Because she was tough. Yeah. Like, she showed a bit of, bit of gun. Bit yeah. of get up and go. What was the point of her the having any abilities in the end? Remember they start the film with her kind of going, he gives her a teddy bear? What the fuck? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. That, that is the pure self. That was, yeah, what? That was that was just filmed randomly. That wasn't part of yeah. That's his pure self-awareness. It, yeah, it, they did that on the slide. He didn't know about that. Yeah, that was, the, that was actually the making of it. It was him meeting her for the first time. <laughs> I heard you used to like Teddy. <laughs> uh, I'm 17, dipshit. I like dick now. <laughs> yeah. Like, they start with the antagonistic situation between him but, and her, and why not then put them together on the train and she, they, they, they begin to bond. Yeah. Again. You know why? Because she comes up. <laughs> because she comes up and apologises to him out of nowhere. Decides everything's fine and they're going to be friends and kisses him on the yeah. cheek. And, and it that's, seems like that's like the Jordan Tate being able to load a gun suddenly. But like. But that yeah, scene, you think at that point, from? you think, oh, this this chick's just playing him. She wants to try and get something out of this. It ends up just being the case. She's yeah. just on board. It's like so stupid. Yeah. No. She so wants to dumb. hang out with my chest. None, I think was the. But does she? Because she, all she does, all she does is throw him. She just hurts the guy. Yeah, that's right. Oh, look, my interest is waning after you've done that. Like, oh no, not mine would be. I'd be pursuing. I'm a crumpled mess on the floor. That's kidnapping out of salt. At least he gets injured because she throws him on the carpet and he walks out. and He's still got a savage limp, like yeah, he's broken true. his back. I must so. admit, I had to get a giggle where. Mo Chestnut's putting the hard word on her. Yeah, which cabin are you in? Then the girl just appears. Yeah, <laughs> mine. My cabin. The bike just goes. Mo Chestnut's his first bit when he comes out is, I can carry your bags. I've been working out a fair bit. And he sticks his chest out. No one's ever pulled that. No one. That's just the cringiest shit. And you know what? The final like for me? Did you listen? Did you stay through the end credits? No. <laughs> Don't tell me that. Oh, the girl song. Oh, songs <laughs> from the Crystal Cave. Oh. It's called After the Train is Gone. Well, the, this is lighting up the um, Dreaming Mixtape Volume 2. Here. Jared's going back for more. I'm definitely going back to listen to that shit. I've listened to, um, I've listened to a couple of his songs. <laughs> the you're the one. Oh, shit. How have we been friends this long? Oh, the, final cigar, <laughs> the final song is by, written and performed with others. <laughs> Just self awareness <laughs> running ripe again. <laughs> oh man, how'd it go down for you? Like a bloody band for your face. The lard omelette of songs. <laughs> What about you, Cox? Did you have any other likes, mate? Really? No, I did not. Oh, actually, I did. It's the like and the dislike, but so am again, I, but... shooting the laptop. Yeah, There's no way you can stop this. How about if I shoot it with a bullet? <laughs> it, was, it was just bloody ridiculous, and I was loving every minute of it. And it just sums up Stephen Seagal. Didn't think of that. It's just like, it just shows that, like, the man believes he's fucking so good. That he can just solve. Fucking <laughs> <laughs> this bloke, this bloke can control a fucking satellite, but you can shoot his computer and win the day. Like honestly, and, and the worst part about it is Travis Dane goes. I didn't, I didn't think of that. Think of that. Yeah. <laughs> I'm just thinking. As he's you falling. didn't think of you that. You know what that reminded me of? 
the Jason X. It'll take more to poke the ribs to kill this old dog. <laughs> that's what do it. That's exactly <laughs> what I thought of. <laughs> oh. oh, God. Okay. Uh, so <laughs> I had... Just hang on. Do you like more dogs? No. Well, as I said, they're all interchangeable. But Did you get another Steven Seagal album? No, but too. this bit made me fucking crack up laughing. The main fight with the lead henchman, when All Mate's got him on the ground, no, no, the arm waving as well, but All Mate gets him on the ground and Steven Seagal looks like he's having a tantrum. He's kicking him in the back. Yeah. His legs are just flailing. There's no impact whatsoever, but it's got the most egregious <coughs> thumping sounds. Yeah, it's really like he's cool. beating him to death. But his legs are just going, la, 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 la. it looks like he's kicking on the ground. <laughs> is that the one where he's like, it gives him about 30 fucking successive knees to the melon yes. at one point? Yeah. 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 <laughs> but later on, the dude's laying on top he's of him, like, grappling. Like a fucking football. <laughs> and his legs are just going on top of me. It doesn't make any sense. Anyway, there's that one. And then, yes, as you said, I pissed myself laughing. They roll out the same stock footage of him waving his arms around like yeah, a yeah. fucking magician. And it's exactly <laughs> the same every time. My eyes. <laughs> yeah. It's like Chris Angel. <laughs> He's throwing down balls. <laughs> so he does it one time, then he punches him in the head a few times, then he does the exact same sequence. It's clearly re- replayed. Yeah. Then he bangs his head into the wall, and then he does it again, and then he drags his head along through the salad. Yeah. It's the exact same sequence, yeah. and it's back-to-back. It's yeah. so bad. They do use that footage repeatedly, and obviously I understand that you know this is part of the martial arts, the Aikido or whatever he does is you know using his hands. Is he Aikido or Hapkido? I think he was Aikido. Yeah. Okay, yep. Um, well, he but it just it doesn't come off well on film. I'm convinced it's bullshit. No, getting into this like straight into it, that sort of stuff doesn't come off well on film. No, it works better in his earlier films because they kind of keep away from it. They keep more to the classic sort of punching people on the throat, like that. But that's more. To the liking yeah. of the, you know, the brainless, you know, brainless fifteen-year-old like I was, yeah. you know, and the brainless thirty-five-year-old. Like. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, a, I'm forty, for Christ's sake. What does that tell you about me? Okay. Poor life choices. A, a, a media, a media dislike. We've got this. We open at military testing ground. We've got this Smic News satellite, major plot point, and we go into Porky's territory to look at some bird that's having a sunbaking note with no top on. That was my other life. I forgot about that. <laughs> we were going into Porky's territory. Why couldn't we have at least had a fart gag in there somewhere? Like... <laughs> it's like, it's like, wait, she's turning over. Oh, my God. Enhance, enhance, enhance. And I'm just sitting there thinking, dear, oh dear. Because the girl wasn't even in that. No. You've leapfrogged my um my first disc, <laughs> Catherine Heigl, in anything. <laughs> As I've said to you before, she hates movies, and obviously she always has. She hates Hollywood. Films, she she hates this. the entertainment business. She does. She hates people because she subjects them to this nonsense. <laughs> <laughs> she hated everyone on Grey's Anatomy, apparently. No one yeah. likes her. She's a terrible human. This is actually probably one of the least dislikable characters she's done, though. Mm. Probably well, this one and Knocked Up. Put it this way. Put it this way. I would have rather Which she watched, hated, too. Yeah, I know. Everyone I would have rather watched 90 minutes of her character than 90 minutes of Cigar. Oh, 100%. I can tell you right now. Yeah. Cigar oh, I mean, is like an anchor. How old was she in this? Was she, she like was 17. 16? Yeah, I figured that. Yeah. Now, there's another dis- in- dislike for she me. She already hated Mo Chestnut is about 25. Now, there is no <laughs> way. There is no way. Like, I was waiting for Cigar the job to blow. He's a young-looking <laughs> young 25. No, he's not. He's not a young-looking... <laughs> I had him at 22-ish, old Mo. I had him early 20s. No, no, listen. Steven Seagal is Casey Ryback. I had him early 60s. Of the century. 
His niece is 16 years old. Mo Chestnut's walking around like a dog on heat. You job the bike. Yeah. You you kick his ass. Or you tell him, you come within 100 feet of my niece. I'm going to beat the living yeah. piss out of you. Yeah. And then when you find him on the train on his own, you throw him out. <laughs> <laughs> oh, you made it, mate. Just go and look out that Not door for me. Out. <laughs> out you go. <laughs> I had the, the opening scene in the restaurant. Good Lord. Good Lord. The dialogue is some of the smelliest dialogue I've ever, ever heard in my life. It's either Seagal pumping himself up, e.g., the patrons come here for you, Casey, or it's just really, really bad exposition like, why are you catching a train to California? Oh, would you fly if your parents had just died in a plane crash? Like, they're just going back and forth with either him, you know, I can't understand why you have to go through this scene and tell... Ryback, he's such a fucking good cook. When we're past that, he's back in the CIA, and we still don't believe it. We still, <laughs> exactly. But again, coming back to Seagal's acting prowess, that is shit dialogue. But good actors will will, do something will, will show it. you oh, that it feels natural. Yeah, yeah. And the other the other bit of exposition in that scene was, oh, we're gonna miss the train. I miss my brother's funeral. I'm not going to miss the train. Oh oh, come God. on, Stephen. Just there's there's better ways to do this. <laughs> Even Catherine Heigl does better with that because he's like, oh, so what have you been up to? And she's like, oh, I don't know, burying my parents, organising funerals, that yeah, sort of stuff. Yeah, and that sounds at least better. believable. Yeah. yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah, nothing from Seagal. God, he's a terrible person. Terrible. Um, he wrote. He rewrote those lines. I bet. They just the whole thing he's involved in. He just says, I can say this. I can do this. But guy. they also kick off with, where have you been? Oh, that's right, you can't tell me. You're over in a foreign country somewhere. So I'm thinking, is he still snapping necks for a living or something? Well, like, they are, they're saying he's been doing like anti-terrorist shit. Ah, uh, God. Like he's an anti-terrorist Lord, expert. Mate, and I they didn't just, get any of that. Yeah. Uh, it is a terrible script. The exposition and the script in this one is just way worse than the first one. And it was probably Shocking. one of the weakest part of the first one. So. Shocking. Look, the whole thing around Grazer 1... Stealing Grazer one, frog shit. <laughs> Sorry, it is. It's just pure frog shit. All the science behind Grazer one, just also like, frog shit. The moment, the moment they start talking about it in the situation room, yeah, I start nodding off. Yeah, yeah. I'm just you. You're making it too complicated. This is a brainless nineties action flick. You boil it down to the simple, simple parts, and you don't go into the crap. You know what it was? It was Doctor Evil with a laser. <laughs> that, that's exactly what it was. It, Turn on the incredibly slow yeah. dipping mechanism. You know how much money you need to give me? One billion dollars. <laughs> like it's exactly Doctor Evil. Like, he says it just like that. Yes. <laughs> Man, it's hundred percent. That's what it is. It's, and I love it's the terrible. fact that we have to see a, a screenshot of they've deposited the billion. Yeah. <laughs> oh, let's blow up Hawaii or whatever. Yeah. Blow up. Or old mate saying, I'll, "I'll give you an extra hundred million to blow up this plane that's got my ex-wife on it." Why do we need that? See, again, you, you set the scene that Grazer 1 could destroy Honolulu or whatever it was. Yeah, or that then Guangzhou. five minutes later, we are blowing up a plane out of midair. There is no need for it. You've already explained the capabilities and the power behind the weapon. Even though... You that, don't need it twice. 
the the whole science behind what it did the first time, it, it, it induced an earthquake. Yes. It's not a fucking rocket. It can't oh shoot God. down a plane. That shit about being a fault line under the Pentagon. Yeah, with a nuclear reactor oh, that no one knows is there. Yeah. Who came up with that? Oh. We've just highlighted another problem. We're talking about fucking 14 different things there. They're shooting planes down the sky. They're making earthquakes there. They're Blind getting the reactor under the Pentagon. Like, what are we doing? What's our purpose here again, guys? Don't, be, don't forget the fertilizer factory. There's actually a That's chemical right. weapons factory in China. Oh, my. So, oh, so overboard. So while we're talking about the script, then the one liners in this one, I, I didn't ever, I didn't write any down. And how you know they're really bad is I don't remember a single fucking one. Yeah, I don't think there was any. There was I heaps. Remember, I remember none of them worked. Yeah, but I didn't take the them only, one liners. The only one liner. It's just things he says, and it's just like, oh, okay, stupid. Yeah, yeah, they all fall flat. The only one that I kind of, as I said, when he says one liners, I just think, what, like, what are we talking about here? Mm. The only one I got, and. Wish I hadn't was the, the end. Nobody beats me in the kitchen. Oh, fuck me. Yeah. <laughs> like just the level is just so low. Yeah. Yeah. No, it's it's not. Look, good. for me, this movie's budget is sixty million dollars. It looks as cheap as chips. Hmm. It really does. It's really, really badly they made. They got a hold of the early computer technology and, and they put it up. front and center, and it looks terrible. You, 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 surely you knew it was going to age that this wasn't going to be. Well, why couldn't we? Shoot? But I mean, around the same time, around the same time was Terminator Two, right? Yeah. <laughs> that makes Three years very... before, or two years before. No, That's no, bad. no, ninety, ninety one. The year, yeah. Oh, yeah, so this was 94. Yeah, 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 three so, years before. Jesus, that Terminator makes it worse. Terminator 2 was top of the line, still looks bloody still looks today. Good. It hasn't yeah. aged. Terminator 2 is one that hasn't aged that badly. No. Well, this makes Action Jackson look <laughs> like Terminator 2. <laughs> That's not good. <laughs> There's a sequence, too, where he's up on the train and he watches as they throw the two... Yeah, the, the captain's the off. The captain's off? Yeah. And he, his big fat head sort of frayed by <laughs> stuff whipping past the background. Yeah, but his hair's not moving. He's, he's on top like, of a train. And he's like, ah, oh, shit. And I'm like, do you even care that those people just got flicked off the train? They've just died? Yeah. No, oh. you don't, do you? You don't care. No. Going back, back to the, I mean, we've already sort of talked about how he got the kitchen. <laughs> like, well, I don't understand how he got the kitchen. Can somebody explain it I don't know how he got the kitchen. He walked in and said, I'm celebrity chef fucking Casey Ryback. <laughs> Let me whip you up a cake and I'll give it to my niece. He should have been on a book tour or something. Oh, he should have been doing his memoirs. Like, that would explain why he was in the... No, in the kitchen. Still, still wouldn't. But anyway, but the other thing is, like, they sort of start setting that up, like he, how he gives her the teddy bear, and then he's like, oh, I'm going to make her a favourite cake. And you're thinking, oh, this isn't going to be a favourite anymore. That sort of shit. Never addressed. <laughs> Mate, let me tell you something. Who's It was old cake. She wasn't, <laughs> <laughs> she wasn't interested in some bullshit yeah, brandy. <laughs> brandy snaps or whatever the fuck. You'll whip it up. <laughs> he's making up a tea cake. Yeah. No, no thanks. Honestly, though, you do that shit on a train, they're saying, yeah, yeah, you can cook a cake, but you're not going to do it here. <laughs> Here's a microwave, now fuck off. not saying get in the kitchen, especially you, you seedy-looking prick. You know how you know he's a good chef, though? Because he, he mixes up the cake batter, then he puts it in a glass bowl and puts it in the microwave. <laughs> That's how you bake a cake, everybody. All great chefs. <laughs> Just 15 minutes, we'll go and get her and I'm give her a surprise. Sure. I'm pretty sure I saw that on Jamie Oliver's last <laughs> You always want your cake to be microwaved. 
That's how you get that really nice golden crust on it with a microwave. I forgot he put it in the microwave. Yeah, a couple of hot spots and the rest of it be raw. You whipped up a few bloody things and chucked it in a microwave, you lazy tail. I wish you walked into the kitchen and it was fucking Gordon Ramsay or whatever. Get the fuck out of my kitchen. Better serve up this shit. More oil in your fucking hair than there is in this. <laughs> uh, Ramsey, Ramsey, that you see that it gets served up in front of Ramsey and he starts going, "This is shit." <laughs> um, I, I also um, that leads to my biggest kind of head scratcher is Ryback's the hero, and he the first thing he does in there is fucking get three out of the four cooks killed. Yeah, you are personally and solely. <laughs> Responsible for these people dying, like they, the only reason they're dead is because you were in the kitchen. Like. And then when it happens, like he nails the bad guy, yells "Take cover," and then fucks off while these three get mowed down. And then he kind of, he's indifferent. He, he just ha- he just hangs in the meat locker. Well, he hops out, gives us a one liner. Now this is what I'm trained for. <laughs> oh God Almighty! I'm trained to clean up this poor bastard's corpses. Yeah. <laughs> now let me tell you something, mate. Mister Ryback. He's in low whispering mode for minute one. He mm. seems to have hired a stunt double who's half his size. Oh, man. Some of the outside the train sequences, it's so is fucking no different. That's Steven Seagal up there. That's the no whole way. reason they've got him in black on black on yeah. black. So you know that it's Steven. Otherwise, you'd be like, who's this midget running on the train? But also... His look, the look on his face never changes. Whether he's never, he's talking to his niece. Whether he's watching people get thrown off the train. Whether he's shooting people, he just it looks like he's got it. Like I've got a turd on deck and I'm ready to roll. That's about it. He looks and it's like a bit backed up. Yeah, yeah. yeah. He's yeah. got that frown on. He all just the time. grimaces the whole time. Yes. I mean, it's not. You don't expect these guys to be Oscar winners, but even Van Damme can get you a bit of a sort of smile. Which one, Roll Boy? Uh, <laughs> not Roll Boy, Claude. Even even he can get you a bit of a kind of you know suave sort of smile and carry on. And then when it's fight time, he starts pulling the. Ha, and you're like he's yeah, in a bit yeah. of you know he's leaping around and he's, yeah, yeah, yeah he's all getting punched in the face. Too. But there's there's a variation. It's not it's not a broad look, variation, but it's across, enough. You, know? you look across the action heroes, right? Right. Let's look across the action heroes. Arnie, never a great actor, but you got the you got the the screen presence. Could deliver right? the quips. Could give you a yeah. Yeah, <laughs> 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 yeah he could. But you know what? He was he was reasonably adept at comedy. Yeah. Now, yeah. so Stephen, if you ask. No, but Stallone has had a very very long career playing action parts, but also doing dramatic stuff. Yep. And occasionally, okay, he's been less successful in comedy. Let's be honest. Right. <laughs> stop stop my marble shoot. Um, Bruce right Willis, similar sort of guy, can do a little bit of drama, can Willis, do a little bit of comedy. You know, he he sort of um, hopped in between. Yeah, and you can give. Any of those three guys, that was, and these were the staples, put them on the train in Under Siege 2 and, or give them the Casey Ryback role hmm. and they would have done something better with it. Thousands of you, you, you could take Seagal and put them in... Let's take Seagal and put him in twins. You can... You Shit. You couldn't Terrible. Oh, my God. You couldn't... You could give them a... You could give some of them a little bit of meat. Yeah. 
just you throw them. I uh, just you throw them a morsel. Just a morsel as they play so a little bit of cabin off you for Steven Seagal's getting the fucking twiggy stick in his lucky mate. He cannot give him anything. He can't give him anything to do. Uh, he's getting Van Damme's getting fake locks. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that dirty meat. They just they just carved off, chopped it all together. No, he's no, getting sausage. No, the stuff you used to get at Domino's ground coto or whatever it was. And it was like, what the fuck is ground coto? It's like this is a seven meat. There's no, that isn't seven meats. What's coto? Yeah, <laughs> seven yeah. asses from seven different animals. Yeah, it's mixed together. <laughs> but yeah. but you can't give Seagal anything to do. <laughs> no, you can't give him anything outside the wheel. Van Damme can dance, he can look happy. <laughs> he can wear the shit out of a fucking bib and brace pair of chinos. <laughs> <laughs> that man owns pleated pants. Like no one. This is the, the, the cult of Seagal. And I don't want to upset Seagal fans because I understand... That's all right, there aren't any. <laughs> <laughs> You're in the clear. Uh, I was one of them. <laughs> was, yeah. I, I understand the allure of that because in that period, in the, in the late 80s, we were getting into martial arts flicks and, yeah. and guys like him and Van Damme, they were B-grade, but they were, they, were num- they, were, they were opening at number one at the box office. Yeah, and you could because take... Because people wanted to see them. You could take their skill set and get what you got out of it and, and could survive with a few other decent actors. Case in point with Seagal, his opening four or five films stay right in the lane. Yeah. Exactly where he should be. But when he starts to get a little bit of box office... Clout. Clout. That's when shit goes off the <laughs> Because he starts believing that I should be on screen... You know, talking about my cooking skills and my... Or climbing Everest. <laughs> exactly. Or, you know, saving American Indians or all that other stuff that he does. Like. I mean, you take those three action heroes, as I said before, the movie would be rewritten to tailor more to what they were about. You could and give them a dramatic scene with the daughter, though. Yeah. You couldn't give... <laughs> Even Arnie, who's a sh- rubbish actor. Yeah. <laughs> In you believed he loved his daughter. He put ice cream on her nose, for fuck's sake. <laughs> like, that's believable. <laughs> Ha <laughs> 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 on your honey, nailed it. <laughs> but I mean, by true lies, for example, you get a little bit of back and forth yeah. with him and Jamie Lee Curtis. Yeah. You, you've just, we've never gotten to this point with Seagal, who's in, incapable of that. And now that he's kind of like, when you, uh, I don't know, when you get to the, the, to the parts where his action scenes aren't good, what else have you got to go for? I'll ask by Sniper Special Ops. And there's your problem. <laughs> That those guys, he, a bloke like him, like uh, Stallone or Willis or even an Arnie, and Arnie's finding it hard <laughs> these days, <laughs> those other guys can go into the mentor role or, or the yeah. older grandfather role or whatever mm. because they can't act enough to do it. Yeah. Seagal is going to spend the rest of his career into his 70s doing this shit. The reason why he's in Sniper <laughs> Special Ops for five minutes is because... He can't do that stuff anymore. He no. can't. No. I mean, as I said, I watched True Justice. That was 2012. They, they were doing cutaways, mate. They're cutting away yeah. from him. They can't show him fight because he's too heavy. Well, mate. As and, yeah. and that stuff's not working anymore. It not, doesn't look as clean. Not no. to, you know, not to um, give too much away before we get to talking about his other movies, but in Sniper, he legitimately has a stunt double to walk through a door. Yeah. Multiple times, two times, it happens that where he says, I mean, the "I'm, I'm leaving the room," and we go to a stunt double carrying a fucking backpack inside <laughs> his head, so he can't see his face. The bloke has been having his his lines dug over the last ten years, I reckon. But uh, 
to make them audible. Like, it, to me, it's lazy. And he was getting lazy here. This is where you were getting real lazy. This is where you started to see the real lazy cigar. This is where he started to get a bit of power too and started writing his own bits into the characters. Remember, like, the Glimmer Man when he was talking about how he was... Well, obviously, um, obviously on Deadly Ground was was the, the Vanity Project, but Glimmer Man had, you know, him stamping his own things on the character. Yeah. And it's just it's where it started to go when, really bad. And look, as I said, I'm not an actor, but you have to know where your limits are. Hmm. And any good action hero who's making action pictures, you know, the C-grade Oliver Grudier's and these sorts of characters... That's all you did. I know their wheelhouse. They, that's, that's your wheelhouse. People want to see me kick the crap out of people. They're not interested in me trying to add some sort of character development to things. Mm. And he, I think he saw this as his diehard. Yeah, this is his John McClane that I can always fall back on. But you can't because it's shit. Well, I think he's trying to. Hasn't he's he been trying to go on to go- Series 3 since 2014 or something like that. Mate, he needs to get in shape quick. Round as a shape. Oh, I know, because look, <laughs> Casey Ryback's a cool. But he's been eating his, eating his proper. I just think he saw this as the, this is my franchise. It'd be like the chef Mario Batali of Kung Fu, <laughs> wearing Crocs, being a fat shit, just like rolling over people. All right, have we got any, have we got any last dislikes? Oh, look, I've oh, got quite yeah. a few, but... Yeah, yeah. I've got a list. I've got, I've got one more, so I'll drop that and then you can sort of... You can run through your, your yeah, problems okay. with Stephen. The scene where they blow up the plant in China, it turns into this... It's one of the most oddly directed scenes I've ever seen in my life. When it's, it, it looks like an episode this, of Thunderbirds. Yeah, it turns into the, they wanted it, they're going to get it, and then you get these weird scenes where it's straight down the barrel from Dane and the henchmen are kind of crowded over, over his shoulder, shoulder yeah. and it looks like a music video. It looks like one of those silly music videos from the 80s where they were just figuring out what they could do with fisheye lenses. Like <laughs> or it looks like a scene where someone's like, you're looking at like a point of view from like a baby's cot or something, yeah, and yeah. all the adults are over going, goo, goo, goo. Like, that's what yeah, it looks like. Yeah, oh, look at you. That's exactly what it looks like, and yeah. it just looks ridiculous. But and they kind of go the other. They try to play it off from like eyeball piece room, I think. Yeah, and they they're pulling back from the the guys in the room, like they're all shocked, so they're pulling back. And then you go to Dane and Carl, we're zooming in while they're huddled over each other, yeah. and it looks ridiculous. Yeah, and but I think it's just his head when he yells out, oh, "They yeah. wanted it, they got it." I'm He's like, a stupid oh looking man. Um, also, there's a little sequence in that that's cut from On Deadly Ground. When you see the um, aftermath, you, know, you see all that shit falling over in the explosion. That's actually an off shot, off cut shot from On Deadly Ground. That's the bit that I thought was looked like Jesus. something from Thunderbirds. Yeah, because you, you see like that, like that. Yeah, it's and like it a, just falls a tower over. or something falls over. It's just like, and there's like sparks come out. And it looks like something out of like a Power Rangers episode. <laughs> Look, I could go on forever. There's two other things I want to mention: Dark Territory. Who gives a Just shit? to mention about five times. I mean, all this close to Scar going, I need to go to the toilet. Don't go in there. That's dark territory in there, I can tell you. I mean, it, it just gets mentioned so much. For, it just means nothing. By the yeah, time. yeah. By the time you even understand, as you said, they get the little um, train map. Yeah, he, and then they start mentioning about the canyons and stuff. Here's dark territory. <clears throat> well, then I couldn't give it a rat, so I didn't care. Yeah. And, and how does it play into anything? Well, because they can't get the signal in oh, and shut right. it down. Yeah, and they can't shut it down. Yeah, that's right. And that's where they're going to fire on um, the Pentagon. Yeah, but the whole thing is, no one in the movie else would like. 
fine if dark territory is the actual term for what they're in that's fine but then we also say oh we're in a we're in a black zone or we're in a we're like we're in a like there's no signal here you wouldn't keep saying gee we're in dark territory like every time it's so bad why not have them hit the train at the start of dark territory and the whole train ride is in dark territory so they cannot possibly re-engage on the so the pentagon can't, can't get it back because then you can't get the dane can't show off his wares by blowing up china nah, and all that so he could, i thought he could still use it he could still use it because he had his little satellite dish yeah. thing with the could netting he? Yeah. yeah he could still use it that was the whole reason he had that little like rig because he was saying like that atac would love to get hold of this technology yeah. so why the fuck couldn't they find him because they weren't in dark territory at the he stars. was in dark you territory were... all the time no because he was moving jared Oh, this is so this fucking is what I stupid. Mean. I didn't to want to think more about this. To make dark territory, to make dark territory important, the, the whole hijacking and subsequent film should have been set in dark territory. So, so they why do we need dark territory them? if they can't fucking find them when they're moving anyway? Because dark territory. <laughs> <laughs> it's dark. You don't get it. It's territory. Oh, <laughs> the, the, uh, the only other thing I've got to say is... <laughs> The fight between him and Penn is just a total not event. It's an absolute wash. Yeah. There's nothing happening. Ryback is just treating this guy like shit. And I'm yeah. thinking, but isn't this supposed to be... Yeah, you, it's, it's like final boss fights in yeah, computer yeah. games. Yeah. You yeah. come face to face with the big boss. And yeah. you usually get your ass handed to you a few times yeah. to start with. Seagal gets like two clips and just brushes them off while the other guy... Gets his fucking face beaten in and starts like, oh, yeah, you're good or whatever. Like, he's how he's kind of acknowledging that, yeah, you are pretty good. But he should have still been, you know, coming forward and putting Seagal through the ringer as well. Yeah. There is no ringer. It's just Steven's fists and fists. If this guy was a final boss, he would have been one of the ones where you could just jump kick him over yeah. and over and over again and yeah. beat him. Yeah. And he Seagal's also shrugging off being shot. That's, okay. Doesn't Let's he get... actually acknowledge that too? Yeah, he says, you think this is being shot? This is being yeah, shot. Yeah, that... That weapon that she shoots him with—that's a sniper rifle. If he—he says it goes through, it doesn't—it doesn't clip him. It goes through his shoulder. His arm would be gone. There's no two ways about it. You don't get a through and through from a sniper rifle and just go, ha, nothing. Don't get me wrong. You don't go. This, this not being shot. Yeah, that's not a knife. This is a knife. Yeah, the thing about it is, you think this has been shot? And he's smiling. I'm thinking. Fucking serious? Dude, his arm would be gone. That's get some drama, so dude. dumb. But what so I mean is... See, I'm, I, I, I'm kind I, of asking for this, but then I'm, I've just fucking countered my own argument when I said he can't act. They can't They can't damage the man because he can't show fear or hurt. But or, at least make it so he can't use that arm in the fight or something. Yeah, like yeah. Something. No, but he's fighting that I'm dude. Okay. He's just waving his arms around. Like, I, fuck, I'm fine, guys. Yeah. I'm okay with him being shot and not having his arm blown off because like, you got to suspend some disbelief. But have him dragging himself back yeah. into the have car. Have him go blood have him, everywhere. Yes. Have the guy, like, hit him in the fight or something and... Yeah, and or grab him by the arm and stick his thumb yeah. in. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah like what happens to normal action? This stuff. guy's using pepper spray for spritzer and fucking having stuff dig into his face and he's shaking it <laughs> off. He's supposed to be his big bad weapon, and Seagal just fucking laughs and he throws him around a bit, slaps him in the head, and it's fucking all over. It's yeah. so stupid. Anyway, so there's that. The the villain, obviously, we talked about before, easily the worst villain of all time. But my final real issue was the whole final sequence on the train crash. The green screen just... <laughs> Seagal just jogging 
through a train that's crashing into another train head on. Yeah, he builds up any pepper in the last car. The last little bit where he car where he like leaps a, out the window. Yeah, exactly. It, it's, did we mention also, nonsensical? Um, also, prior to that, the, the the tactical genius and the best navy officer in the history of man and special forces guy thinks it's a great idea to send Mo Chestnut to commandeer the helicopter. <laughs> yeah, no, not a what, good idea. What's going to happen there? Did he even know he had? He knew he had a gun. <laughs> What's your backup if if um you know the, go- if the pilot gets shot? Mo Chester. <laughs> you got the shot. That's what he asked us to call him. Okay. Uh, I also had the villain at the end. Can anyone explain to me how? Hey, he's still alive? That guy jumps up from where? The middle of space and just grabs onto his leg when he's on the helicopter. He's going, oh. Ryback! As he oh falls into the flame, like, you'd probably just scream, fuck, you wouldn't yell Ryback. Like, Mate, you wouldn't he start, scream, he starts singing out to, we'd make a great team. Hit me with your offer first. <laughs> How much cash you got? <laughs> I got a million dollars, you can have it all. <laughs> Don't say we'd make a great team. That's not working oh for me. God. Uh, I had one little other thing. We mentioned some of the issues with female characters in these movies. The porter, your Mo Chestnut bloke in this, <laughs> some of the stuff that gets thrown around about the fact that he's African-American is so not okay. You can tell this is the 90s. <laughs> one guy comes in and calls him a black son of a bitch or some shit. And, you know, they, yeah, that's right. Oh, there's so much cringy shit about it. It's just, you can tell that we're not in the, you know, I mean, there's obviously a lot of issues now after what happened with LeBron the other day, but things have definitely moved on from... Yeah. They're obviously a much worse it's place in the 90s. Good, but the other thing is, I'd switched off by then. Even just how they wrote <laughs> him, though. The, the scene where he's in the baggage cart and he's having all the shit up and he puts on the hoodie and he's trying to do, like... Yeah. He's, like, mean mugging, doing, yeah. like, gangster poses. Just because he's black doesn't mean he's doing yeah, that, yeah, you know? Yeah. Like, just... It's dumb. It's not good. It's so dumb. Yeah, it was pretty bad. That's it for me. I'd say. That's all I, I could go on for a while, but I'm not going. Well, of course you could. It's I'm a fucking pile of it's, it's, turd movie. Well, we've got we've got more nonsense. things to cover. Exactly. <laughs> so let's take a second break. We are going to break down Mr. Seagal's entire filmography. He's going to get the Olympic treatment coming up. <laughs> this might be the worst one ever. He's he's going to be short of medals, I think. <laughs> Back to the Olympics. We've done a host of actors over the past hundred eps. I believe Sylvester Stallone's current champ. He's currently holding. Rightly I so. I don't have the, the the stats right now. Kevin Bacon was up there. I oh, know Bacon's got <laughs> Bacon's got the most gold. Yeah, he's got yeah. less uh, medals. Less medals. But Stallone's got the most medals. Nicholas Cage is our, our bottom run. 
Not for long. <laughs> okay. Given that last episode was banned in Queensland, aren't we calling this banned in the Ukraine? <laughs> in honour of Stephen's actual <laughs> banned in, in the Ukraine. The honorary Russian. Um, Stephen starts in 1988, above the law. Hmm. Directed by Andrew Davis, who did Under Siege. Mm-hmm. Uh, character named Nico Toscani. <laughs> This is, Italian. The with, this is the one with William Forsyth too, isn't it? No, oh, no that's, that's um, uh, Out for Justice. That's the one, yep. I've seen Above the Law. I, I have seen Above the Law. Look, Above the Law is not a bad way to start a, uh, you know, an action career, mm. but it's certainly no metal. No. He's lucky to make no. a final with It Above feels like every single it's one of his other movies, really. ass-kicking film, but that's it bad. I don't recall it, but it's from... Well, I've, I've seen it, but I don't recall like, it in great detail, but it's just... It's one of you down the lines. This bloke's all right. Fits yeah. this role, okay. Yeah. Like, it's generic. Yeah. Nineteen ninety, we get hard to kill. Now, I'm. I've just recently watched it, so this is what I'm going to say to you. Ooh. Hard to kill is Seagal's best movie, in my mind. So it's for these. Place. <laughs> he gets a bronze medal. Ooh. Bronze. A bronze Ooh. for Hard to Kill. That's fair. And I'll tell you what. Yeah. Hard to Kill gives him a family. So he gets a family. In the film? Does he love them? He does, does he look like he loves them? He does love them. And but he does look like he loves them. Get out. Now I know you're lying. He is shot. <laughs> he is shot in the first ten minutes and put in a coma. He's not indestructible. And they actually raise the stakes once he, he wakes up. He's, he, he takes, a, you know, like a candy coma patient, they actually have him rebuilding his muscle and all that sort of stuff because he Do you can't. get a montage? You get a montage. Definitely a bronze. Fuck, you're going to make me watch this again now. Yeah, I, I, I can't remember. <laughs> it is not great filmmaking. It's got problems. But mm. the fact is, as far as structurally and giving him something to work with from a character side of things, it's probably the best he ever got, in my mind. Mm. And after watching Under Siege and then watching Hard to Kill, I just came to the conclusion that Hard to Kill is a... It's more of a drama thriller, um, but it's it's better than Under Siege. Yeah. Look, I, only just I'm happy with that. I, I, I don't, again, I don't recall that one in great... I've, I've seen all those ones, but I haven't seen them regularly over the last five to ten years. It's also got Bobby Six Killer, isn't it? Oh, and shit. Yes. <laughs> Bump it up a notch. Has it got Lorenzo Lamar? No, oh, Desperado. <laughs> but they legitimately put... Seagal in danger because when he wakes up in the coma, he can't chop Zocky everyone, mm. so he's got to. He's be vulnerable helped. for a while, yeah. He's vulnerable. Mm. And then they raise the stakes by putting his son in danger. So I think Harvey Kills is his best film. We're giving it a bronze. Everyone comfortable? Can't with argue. Can't argue. 1991, we're out for justice. <laughs> Does anyone remember out for justice? Uh, yeah. <laughs> I initially thought it was called um, Above the Law. <laughs> yeah. well, they all they're merge all the into one, yeah. yeah, yeah. They're, they're all, all the same movie. That's, oh, sorry, no, no, no. He had two films in 1990. Second one was Mark for Death. So Again. these are the ones that run into... All, as I was saying before, I thought William Forsyth was in the one where he was called Nico. <laughs> they just, they, they <laughs> what was his character's name in this one? <laughs> in Out for Justice or Mark for Death? Mark hey, both. G- yeah, give me all. This he was Detective Gino Felito. <laughs> That's all right. Yeah. See, we've got to hear all his character names because he's had some he to rival Stallone. <laughs> okay, so he's Mason Storm in Hard to Kill. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> now I know where we're at. Detective Gino Felito. 
<laughs> this was the film where it was choked out and, you know... Under Siege 92. I think you give Under Siege a, a bronze. I'm happy with a bronze. Bronze, for sure. Under Siege. I can't go too much. So, so far, he's five, he's five films into his career and, you know... He's making waves on the on the athletic circuit. That's that's. See, I was going to try and make a case for under siege to get a silver, but yeah, I'm happy with bronze. What what's the case for silver? Well, I, I think it's his best movie, and you it's you know he's most competently made too. Hard to Kill's not as well made. Yeah, it's a little bit sort of Hard to Kill also doesn't have Tommy Lee Jones. That, well, that's what puts it over Apex, top. Apex Tommy Lee Jones. It's not his best movie because he's the best in it because he never is, but it's got. Like the the rest of the cast is just so much better. You make it compelling. You do make it <laughs> I still think Hard to Kill is a better film, but I'm prepared to copy. It's it, a silver. Is is there a single better character than Tommy Lee Jones in Hard to Kill? No, no. Yeah, that's 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 the only reason my case. Because I just think Tommy Lee Jones is a, a, like he's in the pantheon of good action villains. Now that you've laid a case for me, maybe it's better to say that Hard to Kill is the best film for Seagal. It works best for Seagal. Yeah. Mm. Under Siege works better because Tommy Lee Jones makes it a movie. He's a great actor and not a fucking hand. <laughs> well, he is. He's yeah, a hand, but he knows when to do it. Hard it's the to right kill, hand. It sounds yeah. like Seagal is still open to suggestion every now and then too. <laughs> yeah. Although I did, I did read something about how he had no time for the director, so <laughs> I don't he, know. He came in just whether, rearing. Whether that wasn't true or not, I don't know. But okay, ninety-four. He took a bit of a break. Then into ninety-four on Deadly Ground. Forest Taft. Oh, yeah, well, Vanity Project City. Mate, yeah. this is this. That one was rampant shit. Let me tell you, mate. He is so far handicapped in the stalk. He's <laughs> so funny on this on deadly ground. He's two hundred metres behind everyone else. <laughs> then we yeah, had Dark Territory. Then we went to Dark Territory. No medals there. There's <laughs> no, a medal free. He's yeah. starting to pop up in articles about what. Remember when this guy was there? Uh, you know, he, no, he tore an ACL <laughs> and they discovered he's got no knee cartilage left. <laughs> in his microfracture. At this point in time, a, a reporter not doing their due diligence thought he was Jeff Speakman. <laughs> <laughs> Easy mistake to make. <laughs> in 96 years, he's executive decision. He's barely in. Yeah. Um, he, I don't think he wanted to die. Was this the one where he was pestering John Leguizamo? <laughs> yeah, because yeah, right. Leguizamo is a noted um, he's a noted ad libber, isn't he? Yeah, so yeah. That, I think that's where the problems <laughs> might start. But isn't this the one that Cigar was in, and then he's he's thrown out of the plane like yeah, yeah. five minutes in, and he he's never want, in again? He didn't want to do it. Yeah, he he didn't want to die. His idea was that you know. I'm Steven Seagal. Sorry, guys, you mustn't have seen any of my other films. I'm indestructible. I land on the ground, I dust myself off, and say, that's been dropped, and then I I jump back up to the plane. This is what I was trying to say before. Bruce Willis, Arnie, Stallone, someone goes, we want want to put you in this film in a small role. You won't be the main star, you'll be in in a smaller role. Well, it's a good script. I'll do it. Seagal couldn't do that. Because Seagal has to be top billing. If I recall, that actually got the film some buzz. Yeah. This was back before you would you know, jump on the internet and read about what yeah. happened in the movie the day. Cigar dies. Or I remember cigar. someone going to see this and coming back to school and going, 
I, you know, I don't want to fucking ruin it for anyone, but Steven Seagal dies. Yeah. And everyone was like, what? <laughs> he was ruined for everyone. It started kind of, you know, a couple of people thought, fuck, I better go and see this. You know? He immediately started uh, composing letters to the, ma- the, the <laughs> film bag. This is it on? Well, so I remember that in the food movie coming out, and that point I was young and impressionable and stupid, and I was a fucking, I wanted to see Seagal movies. I, yeah, went, Russell movie. I went and hired it, <laughs> and he's fucking dead. And I was just like, what am I watching the rest of this movie for? I was so dirty because yeah. I did not like it's Kurt a Russell. It's shit movie too. Just it's not good. It's, it's quite boring. Whereas nowadays we go, fuck, the girl's gone to the theatre we're left with Russell. This is brilliant. Yeah, so much better. That movie is an indeterminable two hours and 12 minutes. Yeah. So, so they really screw you. Yeah. It's a fair slot. Who's the other person in Because there was three. Hey, Barry. No, no, the other bloke. They're supposed to be... Because there was three... I thought there was well, three... there was John Leguizamo. No, no, that's all. I must be thinking of something else. Okay, next one's a Glimmer Man. I told you this was all right. <laughs> yeah, I watched it again. I think... I'm no gonna, I don't want to throw you under the bus here, <laughs> but I recall when you were pestering me to watch this for the podcast, you said... No, I think it might be one of his best films. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but it is. <laughs> it's not. It's just outside the medals. Okay, it is. Right. Fucking glamour man. I just forgot that even when you say some of his better films, that's still sort of mining the deaths. Now he, he he went back. He was back to back lieutenants. In executive decision, he was Lieutenant Colonel Austin Travers, and in the Glimmer Man, he was Lieutenant Jack Cole. Fire down below. I actually didn't say that one. This is where I was starting to wise up. <laughs> <laughs> what was it called? Fire, fire, fire down below. Fire down below. I've never even heard of that. <laughs> What's his character's name in that pile of shit? Uh, Jack Taggart. Jack Taggart, yeah. Okay. Yeah, I definitely skipped that one. Uh, fire down below was kind of like... He, he's just falling out of the cinemas at that point. <laughs> He wasn't getting um, wildcard entries in the meets. <laughs> he couldn't even get a run at a little athos. So he's basically Tiger Woods right now. Yeah. He's coming yeah, on. Everyone the, just feels uh, sorry for him. Stumbling along the road. Yeah, he's got a DUI. He's fallen out of the public image, yeah. My Giant. He can carry out My Giant with Georgie Murasan. Probably one what? of better films. <laughs> Billy Crystal and Georgie. Yeah, nice. The Patriot 98. Paul. That was his first director to video. Yeah, it's right. So in, in 10 films, he was... Great, <laughs> great <laughs> Mel Gibson movie. In 10 films, he was basically coaching. Yeah. He was out. Wow. Exit Wounds, 2001. Exit Wounds it's might get a bad. bronze. It's not actually bad. Yeah, it's got, it's it's got, got our mate, Capoeira King. Um, what was he? Yeah, the bloke in um, that skin trade. Oh, um... From Ong Bak. Michael... Uh, Michael Joe White. Oh, okay. Michael Joe White. White. Yeah, yeah, sorry. Uh, it's got Seagal. Uh, he doesn't actually practice capoeira. He was fighting some of this. <laughs> yeah, he was in Brazil, so it was capoeira. Seagal slimmed slim down for that role, and there's actually a 100, sequence 115, where... 115, 120? <laughs> Pounds? No, kilos. There's actually a, a sequence that's rather amusing where he gets sent to traffic, to do traffic yeah, duty. Yeah, yeah. And he's there, decked out in his traffic kit, trying to, yeah, trying to stop cars and have a massive pile up and everything. That is the, he's actually taking the piss. That is the only time I remember him doing that, and it worked an absolute yeah, absolute treat. treat. It worked perfectly. Because he's taking himself so so seriously. He should so have long. learned something from Exit Wounds. So what was his character's name in Exit Wounds? Boyd. What is it? Oren Boyd. Oren Boyd. Then Oren's he was in name. Ticker, 2001, with... um. 
DMX, was it? No, no, no it was with Tom Sizemore and uh, Dennis Hopper. Oh, so two B-grade specialists. I, I, I think I may have watched this with you. Did we? Because I don't remember Fuck one you. second. <laughs> <laughs> well, it if we did, I don't remember it. Yeah, I don't remember it. Half past ten, he's Sasha Prestovich. More pull. <laughs> I'm sorry. Mo Chestnut's also in that. Oh, he was a villain. Oh, Mo, you're struggling by that point. <laughs> I know Stephen. I'll give him a call. Okay, okay. So we are now in absolute direct-to-video territory. And what, what year the are we? What was the rest of his career? 2003. Yeah. As the foreigner. Out for a kill. From this point. He's, I've um, seen out for a kill. From this point, this is, this is the point where I stopped handing my money over. <laughs> Hey, you didn't because Belly and Beast was Oh, sorry, it was after, yeah, yeah, that's right. Keep waiting another year. Keep coming with the character names. And as for Africa, he's Professor Robert Burns. Now, come on, nobody's buying any of He's a professor. of what? (laughs) That's about as good as Arnie being fucking Professor fucking Freeze. Okay. Billy the Beast <laughs> knows yeah, it for that's a favourite. Out of reach. That has my favourite Seagal moment ever in it. Sliding, sliding across, across, the, across floor. the floor. They oh, show him like man. cat burgling a place. Yeah. And you see him. It looks like he's dragged leap. by a rope. Yeah, you see him kind of leap and then he's in like a Superman sort of pose <laughs> getting dragged. <It's> yeah. <laughs> Billy the Beast, out of reach. Clementine, no. Into the Sun, None of these are Submerged, nope. Jesus, these aren't even Nicholas movies. Nicholas Cage, Seagal wishes he had Cage's filmography. Yeah, he ripped that apart. At least Cage has got a tax bill though. What's <laughs> Seagal's getting free land in Russia? What's he trying to pay for? <laughs> he like... is. He got he got free land with his citizenship. Then he got banned from the Ukraine. <laughs> he got submerged. That makes me laugh. Doesn't matter how many times I say that, I laugh every time. Submerged. Today You Die, Dragon Squad, <laughs> Black Dawn. What? <laughs> I don't know what's going Fucking on. Hell. Yeah, look, Billy the Beast was, was the we last have seen this coming. for me for a long time. Look, he he ramps up his his output yeah. in the director video realm. Quantity over quality. Last year, it wasn't 2016, was the most movies he's pumped out in one year, wasn't it? He's obviously not interested in quality. Mercenary for Justice. Obviously, neither are we. <laughs> Shadow Man. Shadow Man. Attack Force. Flight of Fury. Urban Justice. Pistol Whipped. These all sound like terrible Sega Mega Drive games. Yeah. Kill Switch. <laughs> It would, Kill Switch was given a theatrical release, release in the United Arab Emirates. Just to let you know. That was probably shot on site. That's why. That's why it's a fucking local. Against the Dark, Driven to Kill, The Keeper. Is anybody watching no, this? No, no. Anyone at all? I stopped. This is where we started getting, you know, video stores started dying out. We had Foxtel. We were downloading. Then, you know, obviously we get streaming, streaming after that. If they're not on there, I'm not fucking paying for them. I stopped paying for them. How much stuff is uh, of cigars on Netflix? None. None. Under Siege so, 1 and 2. Are you trying to tell me we can't get, so, a, we Siege, can't get a kill switch? Under Siege 1 dark, and 2 are on Netflix. Maybe a dangerous man? And Stan yeah. has um, Stan has Sniper, and that's it. Jesus. That's got to be a piss take, too. There's no other reason for it to be on there. Have you seen the Have you seen the um, the poster? Yeah, it's obviously it looks to me like it's bad Photoshop because it's, his head is gigantic. Yeah, the body's like twenty kilometers further away from the camera than his head was that they photoshopped. Okay, off. machete. 
Yes, Cena Machete. 2010. What can we get there? Can we get anything? If, it's not if, it, was just, if it was just me, it's gold. <laughs> <laughs> Absolute gold. It's but not a cigar yeah, film. He's though. in it for about five minutes. Yeah. At best, it's a silver or bronze, but his input into that was not... Again, fact, it was one of his better roles because they cast him as just a shady kind of character that that soft whispering kind of stuff worked for the five minutes that he was in the movie. And that movie doesn't take itself seriously either. It's a lot no. of just... So it's kind of piss, piss take by extension mm. for Stephen in this one. I think he was... Everyone else knew that they were taking the piss out of him. But he was He's like, this is my big moment. <laughs> He's giving his level best. <laughs> This, I'm looking Because that's, Ro- that's Rodriguez, isn't yeah, it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Are you going to finish, finish it off here? Born to raise hell. <laughs> maximum conviction. Force of execution. A good man. There seems to be stuff that says direct-to-video prequel to force... So a good man is a direct-to-video prequel to force of execution. <laughs> Okay. So he's making sequels to this shit. And These pre- movies did so well financially, they get sequels and prequels. That's good. Gunshot Straight, where he plays Paulie Trunks, that's his name. <laughs> Absolution, Code of Honor, Sniper Special Ops. Yeah, yeah, saying it. <laughs> You're a disgrace. <laughs> the Asian oh, King is a disgrace. Okay, he's in the Asian Connection. His name's Gan Sirik. Kiri. Sarankiri. They didn't get him Asianized, did they? And I then just try and pass know. him off as an I, actual I have not person. seen it, and I don't think any of our listeners can okay. vouch for this. Let me give you the rundown on Sniper Special Ops, okay. and let me tell you why I won't be watching another cigar <laughs> film for another 10 years. He was not on set with the other guys, I guarantee it. He is in the film. Rob Van Dam was the next biggest name in the movie. <laughs> I like Rob Van Dam. Global as a, superstar. As a wrestler. <laughs> not as an actor. actor. He's not an actor. Poor old Rob gets just chucked in a side role to do a little bit. It's some other bloke who's not even on the... He's not. His name's not on the poster or whatever. He gets the majority of the time. So Seagal gets sort of... Like the, the, the first 20 minutes is a firefight. 20 minutes of... Just shooting in this little town, and Seagal and this other bloke get caught there. But the thing is, Seagal and this other bloke are snipers on the top of a building, and they're never in the same shot as anybody else in the movie. Then they get sort of isolated in this town. He spends his entire time on film sitting down, talking to this bloke occasionally. Then he says, I'm going to leave, get some supplies. Stephen required a stunt double to walk out the door and awkwardly scratch his head and tilt his cap to cover his face to tell us it wasn't Stephen. Then when he comes back in with the supplies, he's carrying the backpack next to his head to cover his face, okay? So Stephen sits down again. Then these guys come back. We, We spend the next 70 minutes with these other guys cutting back to Stephen two minutes here and there. When they save him, again, I guarantee he wasn't on the same set as these guys because there's never a shot with the two people standing <coughs> next to each other. There's shots of people talking and then there's over-the-shoulder shots that look like a bad wig to replicate Seagal. So it's just... It's a, it's a schmozzle, mate. It's an absolute schmozzle. Like, Seagal's not in it. He's not doing anything but walking slowly and firing a gun or sitting down. And it's like, so what are we... 
why am I watching this again? I, I, I gave you a 10-year kind of stretch away from it, and now I get sucked in again, and this is why I stopped paying for your movies. Stephen gets the last laugh. That's he all did. He got the last laugh. He got you again, Cox. But you know what? My $10 is going to stand every month. Stephen's getting, Stephen's, Stephen's getting pittance from my view. Yeah. I didn't pay him five bucks on iTunes. This More than he's worth. Killing Salazar. He's still going. Still going. End of a gun. Contract to kill. And I mentioned before that people were getting mixed up with Jeff Speakman. His yeah. next movie is The Perfect Weapon. And I believe Jeff Speakman's first film was The Perfect yeah. Weapon. Yeah. <sighs> That's a movie he should definitely be making at this point in his career. Good Lord. How many so movies one has he silver had? and two bronze. How many movies has he had though? films here. <laughs> How many movies has he had with the word "kill" in the title oh. that have three letters? Or well, justice? Words. Three words. Justice. Uh, he, kill. justice he is interested in dispensing justice. Yeah. Hey, look! I just copped a. I just copped a bit of heat there for watching Sniper. Um, you casually stroll past True Justice. Oh, is that he didn't mention that you'd watched that? <laughs> I didn't know True Justice was in any. A couple of times. Yeah, True Justice was because it a was a TV movie slash TV show. It was a TV show. It's I, not any. I did actually watch Steven Cigar Lawman as well. Uh, it's not in here, um, True Justice, but yes, for the um, interest of full disclosure, I did watch. <laughs> well, you thought it was you thought it was a documentary, so you were obligated to watch it. <laughs> You've never seen a documentary you wouldn't watch, so. And at the end of the day, I wish I hadn't watched it. Of course you do. But that, oh god, that that filmography is just—it's shambolic. <laughs> it's fair to say that he really was only. Peaking under siege was ninety two. He started in eighty seven. He really only had a five year stretch of, you know, Olympic caliber qualifying. Let's guys. call them successful movies, <laughs> not good ones. But what I mean is, he was in he all those films were number one at the box office. Mm, that's yeah, what I mean. all of yeah. them financially successful. Yeah. But um, the moment he finished under siege, he just hit the shits, hit <laughs> the skids, and. That it is just talk about going off a cliff. I mean, the bloke has just been churning out rubbish for well, you. You were right. He had that. He had that sort of small blip on the radar when he made Exit Wounds, and we thought, shit, this isn't bad. Yeah. And then, and that was Exit it. Wounds was his opportunity to realise taking the piss might work, but he didn't get it. And teaming up with some other sort of decent fighters and yeah, things like that. Uh, was yeah, DMX was in Exit Wounds, wasn't he? Yeah, I he can't was. remember. Yeah, he was. Because he was also in that, that other thing um, with Jet Lee. Cradle to the Grave. That's it. Yeah. I know what that is. That's a bad thing, too. Yeah. Ugh, <laughs> Jesus. Oh, God. That was a slog. That was That painful. was an absolute slog. <laughs> if you want to get in touch with us, God, please, Sorry. Don't, please don't ask us about his filmography because there's 50, there's, out of those 50 films, between the collective, we've seen about 10. We're not as dumb as we thought. Yeah, true. And we were on, mate. We were on when he was... Well, he was know, hot. We were on that train like you wouldn't believe. Yeah, we rode the peak. But we wised up. Nah, but, we, yeah, we're fickle. As soon as he started losing his traction... I, as a nine-year-old boy, decided Under Siege <laughs> 2 was not good enough and cut back. <laughs> so that's all you need to know. If you want to get in touch with us, send us an email at thrillme at iinet.net.au. Like us on Facebook, Thrill Me Podcast Australia, or at Podomatic at thrillme.podomatic.com. 
next episode. Keep an eye on our Facebook page and we'll let everyone know what it is. But until then, take it easy and we'll catch everyone later. Cheers. Find the podcast at Podomatic or on iTunes. Don't forget to rate and review. Like us on Facebook at Thrill Me Podcast Australia or contact us at Thrill Me, all one word, all lowercase, at iinet.com.